Praise the Lord. Welcome to the official GVPC podcast. My name is Pastor Chris Keats. I am the pastor of Gila Valley Pentecostal Church in Safford, Arizona. We're so glad to have you here listening to this podcast. We pray that it richly blesses you. And God bless you. Everywhere he stepped, 
things got shook up. The, the, the scribes and the Pharisees uh, got shook up. Amen. Uh, amen. Devils, the Bible says this. Uh, thou believest there's one God, thou doest well. Uh, the devils also believe and tremble. Amen. And so they get shook up. Amen. The pigs uh, that the devils went into got shook up. Uh, the city there that uh, Gadara got shook up. Everywhere he went, people got shook up. Uh, Nahum even said this, the mountains quaked uh, at him. And Nahum 1 and 5. And so you, you find that wherever Jesus walked and whatever he did and uh, whatever he involved himself in it seemed to shake things up. So the scripture tells us uh, this uh, this story here. and it's a, it, it is a story that usually we would preach on Palm Sunday, which is the Sunday right before. You know, we need to do something about that. Amen. I just kept hearing something. I realized we need to put a chalk under there or something. But there was a... The scripture tells us that before... Um, before the crucifixion, and we're coming toward Easter right now, the resurrection of Christ. But before the crucifixion, the scripture tells us a story about Jesus coming into Jerusalem. He came from Jericho. And when he came from Jericho, he was joined along with a bunch of other people. There was a couple of things that were happening here. There were people that, that began to follow him. And, uh, and, and they heard his preaching. They heard... Um, his, his, his teaching they saw the uh, miracles that were happening and they began to gather around him I don't know where exactly it started but somewhere along the line as he began to make his way towards Jerusalem more and more people began to show up and you need to understand there were a lot of people that, have, that were headed there for Passover anyway they were on their way to Jerusalem for the Passover and, and all of these folks began to gather around and, and began to work into this one, what the Bible called a multitude of people. There was just a whole lot of people that began to gather around and follow along with Jesus. And they're, they're walking along and Jesus is teaching and Jesus is doing this and Jesus is doing that. And on the way to, they come across, after coming out of Jericho, they come across a couple of blind men. And Bartimaeus was one of them. And the Bible says that as they came there, that the blind men began to cry out to Jesus. And everything was starting to get shook up. Amen. Began to cry out to Jesus. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on us. And they tried to quiet them down. And they cried out even louder. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on us. Have mercy on me. Help us, Lord. Here's something that's interesting, and I believe I've said this before. Not everybody recognized who Jesus was, but the blind guys knew who he was. Amen. A lot of people had no idea or refused to see him for who he was. But something started shaking in the gut of a blind man. And he realized that man that I cannot see in the physical, but I can certainly feel. Amen. It's the son of David. Amen. And so he began to cry, and Jesus walked over and, uh, and healed him. And, uh, and, and so they walked into, headed for Jerusalem. As they got there, um, Jesus had um, his disciples go 
They find a donkey and the colt of a donkey. And they brought it to him and he got on the donkey. He began to ride. He rode through the golden gate, they say, the gold gate there, which came through. He came off of the Mount of Olives and he rode through the gold gate into the city. And when he rode into the city, there were the multitude that followed him before and behind. The Bible says, undoubtedly, they were all around him. And these were not people of the city. They were people who were coming to the city. They were the pilgrims who were coming for the Passover. They had been following him and watching him. And things had been stirring in their hearts and in their minds. They had seen the blind healed. They had seen things happen. And now happen. And now they were walking through the blind, through the gate. Amen. And there, there was something must have run through some of their minds. Wait, the scripture tells us he's gonna come on a donkey. He's gonna ride the Bible tells us that. I just read it in the Old Testament. I'm trying to remember what it is. Amen. But the Bible tells us that, uh, that uh, I just read it this morning, but uh, that he's going to be riding in on, on, on a donkey. And, and they're watching him, and they begin to come through. Uh, and, and they begin to pull, put down palm fronds uh, and begin to put down their coats uh, in front of Jesus. And he rides through the gold gate. Uh, amen. And he rides into the city, coming off the Mount of Olives. Uh, and they're gathered there, hundreds of... Uh, Maybe even thousands of what I read somewhere that there may have been up to two and a half million people that had come into Jerusalem for this great, great, great Passover celebration. And thousands of them were gathered around Jesus. Amen. And they began to cry out to him, Hosanna. To the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You know what Hosanna means? Does anybody know what it means? It means save us. Save us. Save us. Oh, son of David. And the Bible says that the whole city was moved. That word move means to quake. The whole city got shook up. The whole city started. And, and I don't know. I don't, it, 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 there may have been both a, I believe there was probably both a physical and a spiritual manifestation of the power of God right there. I believe that as these people began to cry out, and as they begin to cry out, Hosanna in the highest. As they begin to cry out, save us, O son of David. We're in a situation that we are, we're bound by the Romans. We don't know what to do. Amen. Everything that we ever hoped for is down the tubes. We have no freedom. We're looking for somebody to save us. And all of a sudden, as prophesied, amen, in the word of God, here comes a man riding on a donkey who raises the dead and heals the blind. Amen. Makes the deaf to hear. Makes the lame to walk. And he is fulfilling the prophecy. And they begin to cry out, Hosanna, save us, son of David. Save us, Messiah, your Savior. And I, we know that there were, there was other shakings that went on later on. 
We know he shook up the temple when he walked in right after this with ropes bound together and began to drive out the money changers. We know that whenever he was, he was, um, he was crucified, that there was literally an earthquake and the veil was rent in, in the tablet or the temple. We know all that. But right here, the Bible says the city was moved. The whole city was moved. Amen. The whole place began to quake and shake. And people began to feel something in the spirit, in the ground, in the crowd around them. And thousands and thousands and tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of people were gathered alongside and they watched a humble man begin to ride down the middle of the street. People throwing palms, laying their coats out there. People crying, save us, Lord. Save us, Lord. Save us, Lord. Save us, Lord. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Save us, Lord. Save us, Lord. And the whole place began to shake. And the people in the city looked around and said, who is this? I'm going to tell you something. When people begin to cry out, begin to call out to God, Things start moving. Things start shaking. Amen. When people begin to get something in their God, they say, I, I need I need you, Jesus. I need you, God. Things start moving. Amen. Whenever people reach a point that, that, that they begin to put everything out else out of their mind. Amen. I was going to pray, preach on Psalms, the 80th chapter today, and I just couldn't. But there was some, there's, there's something that, that happens in Psalms, the 80th chapter. And I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit. It's written by a man by the name of Asaph, or is attributed to Asaph. He he's a man that, uh, that uh, he, he, the Bible doesn't say a lot about him other than he was a musician. He was a, a fellow that... Uh, um, he was, he was a fellow that, that and I'm just that had had was part of the um, part of the praise team, if you will, that David had put in there, and uh, and he was just uh, he was undoubtedly a, a, a man of great import. Him and Heman, not Heman, but Heman had uh, worked together, and he played the cymbals. He did a variety of things, uh, and he was a great influence on his children who later on they became a group of people and it may have been him who wrote these psalms he wrote about 12 psalms psalms 50 i believe it is and psalm 83 or 73 through 83 i believe it is and, and he, he was a man of god he was a good man but he wrote this particular psalm and and uh, psalm 80 and one day while i was reading this particular psalm i was i was so impressed by but what I, I saw that it was just something powerful about the 80th chapter uh, of Psalms. He, he starts out and he begins to say, O shepherd of Israel, and this is a psalm of beseeching. This is a psalm uh, of reaching out to God. This is a psalm of crying out to God. Now, amen. He says, he begins to call out. He says, turn, oh, 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 shepherd of Israel, the lead is Joseph like a flock. 
Thou dwellest between the cherubim. Shine forth. And this is kind of a bit of a, a, a common thing that runs through that. In the third verse, he says, he says, Turn us again, O God, and cause thy face to shine. Amen. And we shall be saved. Three times here, the city begins talks about how they that they have they have sinned and, and they have failed and, and they have been punished for it and, and the and the vine that God planted in Israel has been has been has been has been devoured and, and, and damaged and broken and burned and, and all of that sort of thing. But he, he begins to call out. He says again in the seventh verse, he says, Turn us again, O God of hosts, and cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. He says this three times in the 80th chapter of Psalm. He says, Turn us again. In other words, we want to turn around. We want to repent. We need you, God. Help us, God. The first time he says, Oh God. The second time he says, Oh God of hosts. And the last time, in the last verse, he says, turn us again. Oh, Lord God of hosts. And something changes there. He begins to cry out to Jehovah God. Cause thy faith to shine and we shall be saved. What am I saying? There was something in the heart of Asaph that was so hungry for God to help them. Turn us again. I want to repent. I want to change. I need you, God. Let your faith Shine upon us and we'll be saved. Turn God, get a hold of me. God, change me. And when people begin to call out to God, when people begin to cry out to God, amen, when people begin to, to reach out to God, amen, something begins to stir in the spirit, amen. When you get hungry enough, amen, something begins to stir in the spiritual world. It's a supernatural, if you will. Something begins to move with the people of God, Amen. When a hungry soul gets hungry enough and begins to call out, Oh, God, Hosanna to the Son of God. Amen. Save us, God. Turn us again. Let your face shine upon us. We need to be saved. Jehovah God of Israel. Jehovah who saved us. Jehovah who shines on us. We need you. Something begins to stir in the spirit. You know how it is when the church comes together and begins to pray and begins to worship and begins to seek God. You can, you know it. You, you've seen those times, and we have, we have good church every service. But you've seen those times when a hunger just begins to pour out of the very belly of the church, if you will. And the church begins to cry out, amen, to the Spirit of God. Because the hunger and thirst after that thing. And something begins to stir and break in the Spirit. And you can feel a quaking in the supernatural. And God's power begins to flow. Why? Because when the people of God begin to call out in God, Bible tells the story in Acts of a time that Peter and John were preaching. And that's what they did. They preached. And they preached and they preached and they preached. 
tells a story of the elders and the rulers of Israel that were just a little, amen, upset because what they were doing. And they drew them into them. And they looked at them and said, don't be preaching about this guy. You know what the problem was? They had crucified Jesus. They were under conviction. And Peter and John just kept bringing conviction on them. Don't preach about it. I'm going to tell you all something. If you've got that kind of reaction to the preaching of the word of God, you've got a problem. Amen. Amen. I've heard churches telling preachers, you know, we want you to be here and be our pastor. But there's just some things we don't want you to preach about. And if that preacher's got a, a, a little bit of a backbone, he'll say, well, I'll just go on somewhere else. Y'all just go and do what you want on your own. But I'm not going to be a hireling here. And so they told Peter and John, they said, well, we're going to do what God wants us to do. They thrust them out. And the Bible says they went to the, to the people there. They went to a house, have a church. And they said, you know, this is what happened. The Bible says, why did the heathen rage? These jokers are yelling. Amen. And, and they don't want us to. They don't want us to preach. Amen. Amen. So what we're going to do, the Bible says they lifted up their voice with one accord. And they began to pray. And they began to worship. And the Bible says that when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. From the people of God. He Begin to get stirred up. Begin to reach out to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. When they get stirred up and begin to reach out to God, suddenly things begin to shake. You want something to happen in your family, get a hold of God. God will shake your family up. Amen. You want something to change in your community, start calling out to God. God will shake your community up. You want something to change in this church, start calling out to God. Nobody else does. But I know who that is. I 
can feel it in my spirit. I can't see him, but I see something nobody else sees. I know who that is. Thou son of David, the Messiah of the world, the one that's come to save us. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. People of the city, the ground began to shake. The presence of the Lord began to move. There was a shaking in the spirit. Amen. Palm branches will be casting down. Amen. Coke will be putting put down. Amen. This man was coming in on a, a donkey. And they looked at him and said, Who is this? That's all right. There are a whole lot of ignorant people in the world. In fact, most people, including you and me, before you came in contact with God, were pretty ignorant. Y'all just dumb as a box of rocks. Amen. That's just the way it is sometimes. Well, and we still act that way sometimes. I think it was Brother, Brother Garcia said the other day, there are no stupid questions. Dumb questions. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, there are some. <laughs> Every now and then, there's some pretty goofy questions. Amen. Sometimes we act like we ain't got a brain in our head. Like we got the IQ of a rutabaga. How many of just suffered? Amen. And these people are standing there. And you can feel the presence of God in that city. You can see what was happening. And people are hollering, Hosanna! 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 Amen. To, to the law. Hosanna. Amen. They're like, who is this? And that's all right. Because whenever you begin to cry out to God. And you begin to lift him up. Not only does the presence of God begin to move. But he begins to stir, stir something up. In the hearts of those that are around you. They may not know God. They may not be familiar with who he is. They may have never felt the presence of the Holy Ghost. They don't know what it's like to repent of their sins. And to be baptized in Jesus' name. And to be filled with the Holy Ghost. They don't know that. But they feel something. And they want to know more about it. And they're like, who is this? And the multitude looks at them and says, this is They didn't even have a total revelation, the prophet of Nazareth, amen, of Nazareth, of Galilee. We're not really totally sure about it, but we know there's something about it. This is Jesus. Come on now. You heard of Jesus? Yeah. You heard about him? How he healed the blind, how he lifted Lazarus from the grave. You heard about that? Have you heard about the widow Nain and her son? Amen. Have you heard about all these things? This is Jesus. Uh, who? Jesus. Jesus. You need to remember something too. There was a ton of people in that city right there that hadn't been around for everything that had happened. They were there for the Passover. They were just checking things out. Amen. They're like Simon of Cyrene. He comes here and all of a sudden he finds himself carrying a guy's cross. Yep. Amen. And uh, uh, Whoa! Whoa! You know, this was unexpected on our vacation. It's like going to San Diego and you're running into a revival right in the middle of SeaWorld. 
be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Whoa! What is going on right here? Amen. I did not expect this. Sometimes things happen in the most unexpected ways. I don't know if I was telling about this. The Carl Balistero told the story. He was driving along one day. And I told somebody this recently. Maybe Brother Nate, I don't know, or my wife, somebody. He's driving along one day. He's just driving along. He's out in the country. Out in the middle of the country. There ain't nobody around. Amen. And God said, stop and preach. Seriously? God said, stop and preach. He pulls over. Probably feels like an utter fool. But he gets out of the car. He walks to the side of the road. And he did have an audience. There were some cows there. Farm fields. Trees over here to the right. And he begins to preach. So what's he going to preach on? He's going, he starts preaching about backsliders. One black backslider ever either. But he might have got the idea from him. He starts preaching about backsliders. He preaches until he's released and he's no longer preaching. Feels like preaching. Gets back in his car and he drives off. Probably like, God, I have no idea what you were doing there. I'm so glad nobody was around to hear that one because I probably looked like a fool. He drives off. Doesn't think about it much more. A year later, preaching to church, this fellow walks up to him too. But about Sarah, he says, yeah. He said, I don't want to tell this story. It's just that God moves us so different. Many different ways. God does things where you don't expect it. Amen. Right in the middle of the Passover celebration where, where you know, it's it's all set. This way, all of a sudden, this guy comes right down the middle of the road. On a donkey. And everybody, I mean, they're supposed to be getting ready for Passover. And they're all throwing palm trumpets. And, and coats out there like, who is this? What's going on here? This is totally unexpected. But the Balasters preached in this church. And uh, this fellow walks up to him and says, Brother Balasters, he says, yeah. He says, uh, you remember about a year ago when you stopped by the side of the road and started preaching? And the Balasters said, yeah. He says, well, right around by those trees off to the right. I had parked my tractor and I was eating lunch. He said, I was a backslider. And I heard, I doubt he heard it before somewhere. He said, I heard the voice of Carl Malastero up on the road as you begin to preach. God got a hold of me right there and I prayed back through that I'm living for God's again. You just never know what God might do. Who is this? What? what is he? What is he? Who is this guy? Let's let me tell you about that. You want to know about this guy? This fellow is riding on that donkey. Hey man, just a donkey. He's not coming on a big white horse right now. He's just on a donkey. Hey man, and all these people around here. Let me tell you, I, I personally don't know everything about him, but I do know who he is. Hey man, I do know what he's done. Kind of like the blind man. They said, "Tell us who is this? Is this man of God?" Or what's he said, well, let me tell you what he's done. 
what I know. He said, what I do know is this. Uh, amen. Once I was blind, uh, but now I see. Uh, and these are not uh, like that. We don't know a whole lot. But we do know uh, that he heals the sick. Uh, amen. He makes the man to walk. Uh, he makes the deaf to hear. He makes the blind to see. He raises up. Uh, he appears. He There's a shaking going on. Right now, there's a shaking going on. I'm here to tell you that Jesus is about to appear on the scene. The whole world is quaking. There's signs in the heavens. There's signs in the earth. There's wars and rumors of wars. There's pestilence. There's famine. And all of this is causing people all around us to cry out. What is this? Uh -huh. And who is this that's coming? Yeah. Who is this that comes for me? With dying garments from Basra that is glorious in his apparel, traveling in the greatness of his strength. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who is this that's riding in humility on a donkey? Who is this that heals the blinded eye? Who is this that makes uh, the unclean spirits to go out. Uh, amen. Who is this uh, who's coming back? Uh, who is uh, this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty and valiant. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. Uh, he is the King of glory. And when they ask that question, uh, who is this? Uh, I can sing as the old song said. Uh, let me tell you uh, who Jesus is. Uh, the rock of all ages. He's the Alpha and Omega. He's the Heavenly Father. He's the beginning and the end. Amen. Much more than this. He's the Son of Man. He's coming back. Wait on the man. He is God in the flesh. He is the Almighty. He's the Word of the Faithless. He's our Redeemer. He's our Savior. He's our Healer. He's our Provider. He's the Oh, say the worship the Lord right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. 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 There's a world that's hungry for something. They say, who is this? Who is this? I need something. I've got a question. And we've got the answer. I've got a need. Amen. And God is the provider. Oh! I love you, Lord. I feel like something is shaken in the spirit uh, right here in this place, uh, in this town, uh, in this nation, uh, in this world. Uh, it's all about to come uh, to a conclusion, uh, and the world is crying out for somebody or something, uh, and Jesus uh, is here. Yes, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah, I'm not sure that he has done it.
Yeah, I 